What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and I'm so excited that you are here today. You are listening to episode number 82. And before we dive in, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Choose Happiness. Choose Happiness is a social enterprise and business bringing wholesome, eco-friendly, sustainably sourced, organic, handcrafted creations to America's dogs, all while supporting indigenous herders and small farmers in developing countries. Choose Happiness uses exclusively plastic-free, plant-based packaging as sustainability is a top priority for them. Choose Happiness offers delicious, decadent, macaroon-like doggy treats called Barkaroons that contain all-natural, beyond-organic, wholesome ingredients that have been sustainably sourced. The treats come in an eco-friendly gift box that your pup will just love. You guys, my dog has been snacking on the chicken Barkaroons and can't get enough of them. He loves these things, and I love that I can give him a treat that promotes great digestive health. Their other blends are just as addicting, and you can choose between immune, digestive, and skin and coat health for your furry friend. This is my absolute favorite kind of product. Good for you, good for your pet, and good for the planet. So use the link in the show notes to purchase your pup some Choose Happiness dog treats today and receive a free dog toy with a purchase of two treat boxes. That's Choose, C-H-E-W-S, Happiness. Link in the show notes. Okay, y'all, it is so good to be here, and I'm so excited to welcome back Haley to the show. Haley and I had such a great chat, and I kept saying that if we lived in the same state, we'd for sure be best friends. She's a kindred spirit with so many shared passions and our love for people and for the planet, but also a shared idea that nobody needs to be perfect. That's what we're here to talk about today. Haley is sharing about her concept of living in the messy middle and practicing sustainability imperfectly, but practicing it nonetheless. I found this conversation so encouraging and a great reminder that we don't have to do things perfectly to still have an impact. I think you will find the same thing. You're also going to enjoy what Haley shares about some personal stuff, including her faith, her marriage, and even her struggle with fertility. She prefaces that she is an oversharer, and I will say that this is also something we're kindred spirits in. If you haven't listened to part one yet where Haley told us more about her business, Atonement Design, make sure you go listen to that first. You can do that on whatever app or website you're using to listen right now, and that's also where you can go to leave a rating and a review for the show. Reviews help more people to find the show because it tells Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast platforms that people like what I'm doing, and that's what I want. I want more people to hear these interviews and get enlightened by encouraging people like Haley. So would you take a few minutes to leave a review? I want to take a second to acknowledge someone who did just that. This review is from Isabel, and she said, I absolutely love this podcast, and Mackenzie is an incredible host. The episodes run across different themes, and I love the variety. Overall, it's so inspiring to listen to. Could not recommend more. Thank you so much for that review, Isabel. It means so much to me, and it's really encouraging to know that more people are going to be finding the show because of that. And if you need any more incentive, I give away $2 for every review that I receive. So there you go. Make sure you subscribe to the show too so that you know when my next episode is available, which is going to be on the topic of homelessness. And I'm so pumped to deep dive this with you guys. Share the show with friends too. Word of mouth is even more helpful than reviews. So I'd love it if you'd share that you're listening. Okay, I gave you a lot of things to do. So I'll let you get to work. You can do that all while you're listening. So here is part two with Haley. What about um, something you mentioned to me was this like kind of mindset that you have about just being in the messy mm-hmm. middle is what you call it. And can you tell me what what exactly that means to you and what do you want to share with people about that? 
Yeah. So like within my business, I, I kind of talk about it twofold. So within my business, the messy middle is like the, the USA made products that we have. So like they're doing better. You're, you're buying something that's made in America and therefore there are more rules and regulations around production. Um, of course, that's not always true. There are factories that don't adhere to regulations as well. Um, but for the most part, it's better than what we have going on in some other countries. So uh, we may not know where the fabric comes from, or we may not know how sustainable the fabric is, but at least it's a step in the right direction. And then when you can do best, then you can buy the things that are helping women and all that. So um, when it comes to my own life, we try to be super transparent and open with the people in our lives about what that means. Like if we like we live in the middle of nowhere, right? So I can't always drive to the store to buy house cleaner. I mean, I could, but it's just like, seems it's like an hour and a half round trip. It's just kind of a drag to buy cleaning products. Like we still buy things online. We still get things shipped to our house, but, and it just seems a little bit silly, but that's just where we're at with that. Or like I still, because we live within a bunch of wineries, that means a lot of drunk people are also driving around where we live. And so I, Mm -hmm. as long as we live out here, I'm going to drive a midsize SUV because I don't feel safe driving around all those people in a smaller car. So, I mean, those are like Mm -hmm. the messy middle areas in our life, but then we try to grow our own food. We try to buy secondhand. A lot of the things in our house are secondhand. So it's just like this ongoing list of the areas where you can do better and they're easy switches. Like for us, not using paper towels and only using Tupperware is a super easy switch for us. Um, so that's where we started with those things. Growing food, because my husband's already a farmer, is super easy for us. But, you know, it's just, it's all about what you can actually do in a sustainable way and then starting there. And then as you grow and you get used to those things, then you can branch out a little bit and like start going on the next thing on your list. But, you know, we have to just like do what's actually achievable because once we're stressed out and anxious, like we won't do any of it. So we need to be able to fall back on those habits. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like that idea of just not having pressure on yourself to be perfect Mm -hmm. with it because it's just not feasible. Mm -hmm. And I do think there are more and more businesses out there that are becoming aware of some of these like consumer issues we have. And so there are definitely more and more options every day, it seems like, of places where you can buy ethical or sustainable or whatever it is. But it's just not always feasible to do that. And that's why secondhand shopping is great. But again, you can't find everything you need secondhand. (laughs) You could probably drive to five thrift stores in your town, but you might not be able to find what you need. So yeah, I, I like that idea of starting where you can, doing what you can. And I always tell my friends too, like, just take it one step at a time. Like, you know, I'll have friends that kind of get into like, okay, non-toxic cleaning. Like, I want to buy like everything right now. And it's like, well, it's going to cost you a fortune if you try to replace like everything in your house right now. So just take it one step at a time. Like next time you run out of toilet bowl cleaner, Mm -hmm. like figure figure out what toilet bowl cleaner you're going to buy next and replace it. And then when you run out of shampoo, like then start researching that. Like don't try to do it all at once because that's just overwhelming and adds up way too quickly. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and when you're not comfortable with the mindset of doing what you can, I think as like a recovering perfectionist, I don't, I used to not like to talk about the things that I wasn't perfect in, you know? So then we're not talking to our friends about the things that we are doing to create a little bit of an impact or do better in a little bit of a way. And so then we aren't having those conversations and then more people feel like they're alone in it and then then aren't really doing it either. So, you know, we have to be comfortable in our imperfection in order to talk about it with the people around us so that we can all collectively make a little bit of a change wherever we can too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like 
that's made especially hard with social media. Like I follow Mm -hmm. a lot of sustainable influencers on Instagram and I never see anybody say like, hey, here's something I bought on Amazon the other day because I couldn't find Mm -hmm. it anywhere else. And and like that's obviously not going to be popular to say, but it's like, man, then you start to think like, wow, how are these people doing it perfectly? Like, what do they use for this or that? Or where do you buy this? Like, I was just telling one of my friends this, I, because we were talking about shopping local. And I'm like, Uh I feel like it's, it's gotten really hard, though. Like, a lot of places that you would normally go, you know, have closed down or whatever. And like, I was telling her, I wanted to get a toddler alarm clock for my two year old. (laughs) Because Uh I was told by friends like, oh, this is great. Like it changes colors when they're allowed to come out of the room. Because like, obviously, Obviously, my two-year-old can't tell time and doesn't know right. when it's 7.30 versus 6.30 or whatever. And so <laughs> I really wanted one of these alarm clocks. And, okay, I know, like, Toys R Us and Babies R Us don't even exist anymore. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go to Target and hope that they have it. But, like, this is a very specific item. So I don't know that they <laughs> would have it. And I am honestly at a loss of where to get this besides, like, Amazon or another online marketplace. And so yeah. there are times where it's it's just not possible. And I, and I mean, I it's not like I need the product. You know, there's obviously that, I think, consumer habit of just making sure you're asking yourself, like, do I need this? Like, is this really necessary? And, and would we survive without this alarm clock? Yes, we would 100% survive. But I felt yeah. like, <laughs> you know, this is worth it to help our lives be a little bit easier until we have a child who can tell time. Totally. Yeah, that seems like something you might actually really need. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it's, you know, just asking yourself the important questions. And like you said, it's not always going to be feasible to buy it in the perfect way, but, but that's okay. Like we all are imperfect in our habits. Yeah. And yeah, it's important to be transparent about it because then you might learn about another brand that's doing something good. Like I've been talking to my customers about needing a new bathing suit because my husband Uh and I are going to St. Martin next month and it'll be super fun. But um, all of I'm 28 and I don't think I've bought a bathing suit since college (laughs) and uh, maybe I have once. I don't know. But you know, when you're in college, you wear different things than when you're pushing 30. (laughs) So I need a new bathing suit. And I found a couple uh, from a brand called Strange Bikinis and they're incredible. They make them in the United States. They're all compostable, eco-friendly, all the things. And I love them, but they're 200 bucks. And so people at some point I want to buy this bathing suit, but like I just spent a bunch of money on other things. So like, right, this is not the month to buy this bathing suit. So then I'm talking with my customers like, okay, if I am going to St. Martin in a month and I need two bathing suits, like what do I do? Because I can't buy this, you know, and I'm talking a a bunch about it and uh, Target's like trying to do better with their supply chains. And so some people were saying that. And then I had another one of my customers, she brought up the fact that after COVID, all these smaller communities that used to rely on tourism have been totally wiped out. And so she was saying like, you know what, forget the $200 bathing suit, go and buy a cheap bathing suit somewhere and then use that $200 to impact those communities once you get there Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, help, help your dollars go further in their communities when they've been totally decimated by this pandemic. And so it's just, it's interesting to just kind of have all those different perspectives too. Mm -hmm. And it's super encouraging with all the different decisions. Yeah, (laughs) that's so true. Like there's more than one way to like a shop mindfully. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a really cool perspective. 
Awesome. Okay, so you like to, you know, like we've been talking about educate people on just ways that they can do things more practically, achieve a sustainable lifestyle or a more mindful consumeristic lifestyle mm-hmm. in practical ways and ways that aren't so overwhelming. So what are some of the tips you like to share with people? Well, back when there were a lot of weddings happening, um, <laughs> I would always recommend to like rent your dresses that you're using for weddings and things like that. Like you can always rent and borrow things from friends. Mm-hmm. That's a that's one that I use a lot. I have a friend group that's super awesome of like nine of us that try to get together and play games. So I have like a nine closets that I can borrow things from. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Do you have a, a site that you like to rent from specifically? Um, rent the Runway I've, I've done okay. before and I haven't ventured into any other ones yet. But I mean, when it comes to events, that one's just super easy. So okay. renting and borrowing is a huge one for us. And then, oh, and the black, like if you're a dude, then the black tux has great rentable items as well. Okay. And then just even when you're just at the store, I, I shop at Trader Joe's predominantly for all of our food, but mm-hmm. most stores will have like fair trade options. So like when I'm in the coffee section, I just try to buy, like if there is a fair trade option, then I try to do that just as a little ways where that's not inconveniencing me. That's not, it's maybe a dollar more, like it's not a, a huge jump. So that's like another little way that I just try to switch things up a little bit and encourage other people to do so as well. Um, cleaner wise, trying to buy the products that make less of an impact or made with recycled materials. I mean, there are a lot of ways to not go out of your regular routine, but still make a little bit of an impact or like buy things from your friends that sell things so you can impact, you know, their community. I have a friend that sells pillows and home goods. So I try to buy from her when I need household things to just like impact the community too. So Mm -hmm. it's just about being a little bit more mindful. Very cool. Okay. If you had to pick a main message that you want listeners to walk away with today, what would that message be? You know, I think we think about this whole sustainable lifestyle and we think about how, you know, we need to be the ones to change it. And like, it's not going to be a hundred people doing it perfectly. That's going to change it. It's going to be thousands of people doing it imperfectly. That's going to um, actually make an impact too. So, you know, it's really not an all or nothing thing. It's just about a bunch of little decisions that you make that add up to actually make an impact. And just in make, being that person to encourage other people to start small and start with their passions too. Like if you are passionate about animals and wildlife, like start there. Just like start with where your passion is because there's there's a way where you could do better or encourage other people to do a little bit better with every single passion that we have. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I guess I'll ask you this too, if you don't mind, this is me throwing you a curveball, but it's something I saw you talk about, you know, when we were emailing back and forth is Mm -hmm. your faith. And Mm -hmm. I'm always upfront that this podcast is not a Christian podcast. Like it's not Mm -hmm. in that category. I want it to be for everybody, no matter like where your beliefs lie, but I'm a Christian. So obviously sometimes talking about my faith comes up because I kind of, I can't help it. Yeah. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you, how do you incorporate your faith into your business? Because obviously mm-hmm. like your business also isn't just like for Christians or anything yeah. like that. Um, but how do you incorporate your faith into what you do as a business owner? Yeah, I, I'm kind of like you. I don't want my business to be something that's only for Christians. I want every person to feel welcome. Yeah. And I you know, if, if somebody meets Jesus through my business, then that's even better. But like, that's not an expectation that I hold for people. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I just build it off of Christian principle of like, okay, I think it's important 
I feel that Jesus would care about all these people. I mean, Jesus cares about every single person on this planet. So, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. care about all these issues that we're facing, whether it's like the, the slavery epidemic we're facing or the racial issues that we're facing. Every single thing that we're facing right now, Christ mm-hmm. cares about. And he sees every single person in that and facing that. So I just try to envelope those discussions uh, without putting like a Christian tone on it, but just the like, hey, these are people and, you know, we need to care about them because, I mean, we are people and if we're all made in Christ's image and we are all a child of God, then we need to treat them as such. Like every person deserves to be treated with that dignity. And so I do a weekly newsletter every week. And so in there I talk a lot about, that's like all just like personal things, like things that I'm learning and listening to and yada, yada. And so in Mm -hmm. there I talk about my faith and I think I even, I'll be transparent, sometimes too transparent, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> I feel, but I mean, like when, like when the election was happening and I was getting really, I was getting super frustrated with the Christians that were being shown and being, and I was, I, I have a lot of people on my email list that aren't Christians. And so I just never want people to feel like you have to vote one way or another, if you're a Christian or you like, you believe these things if you're a Christian. And so during that season, I was probably a little bit too transparent. I think I got some unsubscribes, but mm-hmm. I just feel that it's super important for people to see, you know, who Christ is and not this like weird Americanized view that some people have made up and somehow it's like stuck around of like who he is. And so yeah. I just try to be super, I mean, a lot of our family isn't Christian and I <laughs> remember talking to one of my my sister-in-law one day who I don't know what she would identify as like faith-wise but she just she's so funny she's like well do you think that like you know Christians are like creating a lot of problems right now and you know because she doesn't identify as that and so she was like super confused because the only things that she was seeing in the media that were destructive like also had a faith tone with it and so Mm. it's just been really cool to be able to like open up this space for those conversations so that like people that aren't Christian can feel like they can approach me and ask me questions about things that are happening in the world and but yeah I, I try to be really transparent and open but also not talk about it too much to where people feel alienated if they don't agree like believe the same way that I do too yeah totally yeah I love that I'm never gonna never gonna force it on anybody but I'm here if you want to talk about it totally yeah yeah well and also like when you talk to one of my aunts also she would she says that she would um, affiliate more with like Buddhist beliefs and things. And we were talking about Jesus one day and she's like, you know, I really like Jesus. He's just really great. And I see all this, <laughs> like a lot of people that we know or she's just going on about like faith culture and stuff. She's like, it would just be really nice if I knew some people that like acted like him, you know, I just like want to mm-hmm, know some people mm-hmm. that act like Jesus. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's cool that she feels open enough with me to like have those conversations and yeah, tell me what she thinks about Jesus, you know? So yeah, totally. That's what I want. Ultimately, I just want people to feel open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Okay, and one other curveball question before we get to the fun <laughs> ones. I noticed this was something you shared about kind of openly. I don't remember if it was on your website or just on something you sent over to me, but you mentioned being open about infertility. Mm-hmm. And I was not surprised, but I guess I really took notice of that just because it's not it wasn't something that necessarily like fit in with your brand. Like it's not like you are a fashion, well, not a fashion designer, but I feel like you are your fashion curator and (laughs) you know, you run a 
a business that's kind of centered on fashion. And so it's not like that was necessarily something that fit in with what you're doing with your business. So I was, I took notice that you were open about that. And I thought that was really powerful, I guess, just because that is something that so many women have experienced and is so relatable for so many. So can you just tell me like why you feel like that's something you want to be open about with the people who are following along with you? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's real life. And I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to be able to talk about real life with people. And I also am like really bad at having a filter. So like if I, (laughs) I just feel like at some point I'd be just talking about my day and then that would drop and then everyone would be like, what? Like, that's not something that we know. So I just feel like it's important if I'm going to, if I'm going to be somebody that's transparent, I want people to feel comfortable with me. And therefore I want to be just honest about like where we're at with it. And like most people that are 28 and have been married for three years have children. They're not most, but like if that's like, that's like a natural incremental thing that happens at times, you know, and I know Mm -hmm. a lot of women that are in my boat that they like can't have children and I want them to not feel alone. I mean, when I was going through fertility issues, I felt super alone. I mean, my, um, my situation was also different. I found out that I had premature ovarian failure when I was like 23 and not married and I had like didn't think that I was wow. ready for kids or anything. Like I hadn't even met my husband. And yeah, I remember going to the doctor because I have always had like hormone issues and everyone, all my other doctors would just put me on birth control. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, this will fix. Yeah. And so I finally went to a doctor that was a woman who <laughs> was like, no, this is actually a problem. <laughs> so um, they ran tests and they like found out that I had premature ovarian failure and that I was going into menopause in my 20s. Wow. And they were saying like, okay, here are some courses of action. Like if you want to do, you know, you could freeze some eggs, you could try and get pregnant right now and maybe that'll work. Like here are the steps. And that was, I don't remember what year that was, but it was like it was in uh, like July or something of one year. And I started praying. I said, okay, Lord, I'm doing this. I'm going to figure this out. You show me that I have this problem, but the decisions I make right now will be impacting the person that I marry. So like, I pray that you will bring my husband to me so that we can make these decisions together and figure this out, you know, as, as a couple. And then I forgot that I prayed that prayer. (laughs) And um, I, of course, was bored and I had moved to a new area. So I got a bumble and went on some dates, did not think I was ever going to meet anyone significant from it. It was more <laughs> just like meeting new people. And then of course, right when I was going to start my first round of fertility treatment to try and do like egg freezing, I met my husband and went on a couple dates with him. By the third date, I knew that I was praying, okay, God, if this is the one for me, or we have some, like, if he's significant in my life, I need you to answer these like five questions on this date. And like every single thing was answered. And wow. yeah. So then on like our fourth date, I'm like, Hey, so I'm trying to freeze my eggs right now. Like this is, you know, and I had to work, I was working part-time cause I had to commute all the way to San Francisco for all these treatments. And cause it's like kind of a pain in the butt, all the things. So <laughs> Then my husband of like, well, he wasn't even my boyfriend yet. And then like eight weeks into us dating, we're like talking about making embryos. So we were trying to figure out if we should make embryos after wow. each other for two months. So <laughs> it was a wild ride. We didn't actually end up being able to, we like none of the treatments were successful. We did like 11 rounds of, we attempted like 11 rounds of fertility treatment. And then at one point we were wow. like also trying to get pregnant. It was wild. We were we're trying to get pregnant without having sex because we were dating and we were, we were, uh, believed in saving sex till marriage. So then we were <laughs> doing all these 
you're totally sure I'm trying to get pregnant. Um, and it was super weird. Um, <laughs> I'm sure your families were like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> yes. And, yes. And we're like, well, you know, we're not moving in together before we're married, but we are trying to get pregnant. And his, family, <laughs> his family is like not on the same wavelength as us. They're like, you guys are crazy. Like, yeah. just forget about marriage. Just get, just try, whatever, you know. So, yeah. I mean, of course, I felt super alone during that time because that was a very weird situation. Yeah. But I want other people to know that they're just, like, not alone in this whole deal. And, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, there are plenty of ways to build a family. And, you know, at some point we'll do that. However, oh, I don't know how. We'll figure it out. We're, th- we're, we're venturing down all the avenues of, like, adoption mm-hmm. or egg donors or, like, what's going to work for us. But, mm-hmm. you know, until then we're just kind of enjoying time together. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a sweet season as someone who we – we were married for six years before we had kids and it was, yeah, it was such a sweet season that I wouldn't take back for anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I love that you're open about that. And it's cool that your story even speaks to single women who Mm -hmm. um, know they're going to struggle with infertility or are struggling with infertility. So you can kind of speak to a lot of different situations, which yeah, I think we just need more of that. And I liked what you said about being too transparent because I struggle with the same thing. Um, but we need those people, I think. So <laughs> yeah. So thank you on of behalf course. of anyone who can relate to your story. I think that's really important. So thank thanks for thanks for being vulnerable with us. Yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Does it is it funny like with as with you as somebody who also might struggle with a filter as you just said, does your husband because my husband's like not really a sharer. So when I overshare, uh-huh. he's like, you know, that was kind of a lot, you know? <laughs> so yeah. is that something that you guys have to talk about? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would say he's more similar to me, my husband. Um, We both have pretty, like, big personalities. (laughs) Um, And we talk a lot and both overshare. But we've learned to just ask, like, if I'm sharing something, especially if it's more like his story, I'll be like, Uh is it okay if I say this? Like, he'll know what I'm about to say. And I'm like, is it okay if I share that? Or do you not want me to? And I just try to, like, make it where it's, like, not going to be awkward if it's, like, yeah, let's let's not share that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I we've just learned to ask each other and sometimes we have to apologize to each other later on of like, oh, sorry, I could tell I embarrassed you then. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so we've learned our way around it, but but no, it's still a struggle for us. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, well let's move on to the fun questions before I let you go. What's the most impactful book that you've read? Well, so they're both faith-based, so but one of them isn't super Christian. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a book called Boundaries that has just changed my okay. life, and it's by Doctors Townsend and Cloud. I yeah. am, have you heard of them? Yes, I have because they've done a few different ones. So I yeah. I haven't read them, but I own Boundaries in Marriage and Boundaries okay. with Kids, but I haven't read them. I've heard great things though. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, they're amazing because the the Boundaries just like singularly has chapters for all these different like pretty much every area of your life. And so I've always been, I've struggled with being a doormat in the past or just somebody that always says yes or somebody that's a people pleaser. And so that book totally changed my life. I started becoming a little too much of a no person. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to find my balance. But um, yeah, that one has been super helpful for me. And then 
I just started doing a study through, there's an organization called Women of Welcome. Have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. They are an organization that they talk a lot about immigrants and refugees and creating a place to be welcoming and um, just making sure that people feel loved and cared for. And I just started a Bible study. It's their Ruth and Naomi study and just talking about how they exiles and how they had to go to a place and how they were immigrants and what that looked like for them. And then it goes into like real life stories of people that were have immigrated here and what their stories have looked like and the complications that have come from it and things like that. So that has been an awesome Bible study that I'm loving right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are my top two. Cool. Okay, great recommendations. Um, What about (laughs) something that you've listened to or watched, like a documentary, podcast, anything like that that you think people should hear? Well, I love Renee Brown. Yeah. Have you heard? Have you listened to her Unlocking Us podcast? Oh no, I haven't. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I haven't listened to it in a while, but her one of her first episodes is called it's on what she calls ffts so it's the f word effing first times and um (laughs) so she talks about like how horrible the first time of anything is and how you're gonna screw up every single time and how when it's like something new you can't expect to be perfect at it and how you just have to be comfortable with messing up and like getting through that awkward period before you get comfortable with something so as somebody that has struggled with being a perfectionist that's a great one that I'm loving right now Mm -hmm. yeah she gives this whole thing about her peloton and how it sat with her shoes in it for three months because she couldn't figure it out and how she was too afraid to try again so (laughs) that was a really good episode and then the true cost is a great documentary if you want to learn more about the fashion industry and like the various types of destruction happening within it and then I just watched this movie on Netflix called Moxie have you heard of that one no I haven't it's super cute it's about middle school or high oh shoot I don't remember if it's middle school or high school but it's about like female empowerment within young people and it's just really sweet and cute and but also like one of the girls is pressured into it a situation and she's becomes more open about it and then other girls feel like they could voice uh, situations that have happened to them too so it's just a really sweet good movie oh it's a movie yeah okay it so is it um like a documentary movie or it's like a no doc- no no. it's just like a, it's just a teen movie okay Moxie. okay a teen movie. <laughs> all right okay things to check out I always like recommendations yeah what about a brand or product that you are really liking lately obviously besides I mean if you want to give any shout outs to any of your products you totally can but other than that <laughs> maybe something that you don't sell <laughs> yeah totally I just started Thrive Cosmetics started using their mascara oh my gosh I, I keep I seeing ads for that what do you think Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. It is so right. great. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. because I um, was using, I don't know, whatever. I, I like natural makeup. I try to go with like the natural makeup stuff. Yeah. And I have not been able to find a good mascara. It's all just yeah. terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> I finally tried this one. And I don't know, it's like they're a little vague with how natural it is. So I'm not sure like how yeah. natural. Yeah, yeah. But it's at least natural-ish, and I'm happy yeah. with natural-ish. <laughs> I know, right? The messy middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so if it makes my eyes look good. Yeah. So, and it also doesn't smear. It, like, comes off in, like, a weird rubber. It just, like, comes off your eyes as it's, like, on there. It's kind of weird to explain. But, like, so it doesn't smear down your face. So oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. Drive Cosmetics would love that. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited because I keep seeing ads on Pinterest for it. Oh, and- yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like the girl who's in the ads is really beautiful. So I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the makeup's great or if you're just really pretty. Right. <laughs> or if your eyelashes already look good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I've been curious because I've seen like some of their they're like eyebrow stuff and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. very intrigued. And I thought the same thing when I was reading about it. I'm like, yeah, it seems like they cut out some of the like main preservatives and things like mm-hmm. that, but not like you said, not super transparent about it. So it's it's probably mm-hmm. not perfect, but mm-hmm. it's better than maybe like, you know, Maybelline or L'Oreal or something yeah, like that. Totally. Well and like their tagline is to help a woman thrive. And so like they have a social benefit, but it's like they're all it's a, I don't really get what it is. You know? yeah. <laughs> like I'm not totally sure. But <laughs> so funny. but I'm loving it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Great. Okay. Well if people want to connect with you or shop atonement design, what's the best place to find you? Yeah. So we have our website, atonementdesign.com, and that's where you could find all the lovely things that we have. And then we have a Facebook group that we do a lot of stuff in. Everyone is so nice in there. I'll show like crafts that I'm doing and then everyone will show me their crafts and it's really cute. Oh, and then I have a newsletter. So if you sign up for our newsletter on our website, you can get a 15% off coupon. And I send out three emails a week. So like on Monday, it's just about the pro- – we do a product of the week. So it's usually like a sale on one jewelry item or like uh, donating proceeds from an item or whatever. So it's like a product of the week and like what's happening that week kind of within atonement and like new items. And then Wednesday we do our weekly newsletter where I talk about things that I'm loving and doing and things that I'm learning or books I'm reading and just more like a personal newsletter. And I talk about like things happening at Atonement on the bottom. And then on Fridays we have our weekly product launches. So every Friday at 10 a.m. we release new items. And so we have an email for that. And then on Instagram, we're on Instagram. We also have text marketing. So for if you want alerts on the new products that come out each week to remind you that there are new things, you can get on our text marketing list. We also, as a small boutique, we can't always order a lot of quantities of things. So we do sell out of things quickly. So that's why people Mm -hmm. get on the text marketing and all that. So that way they don't miss out. Mm -hmm. We have an ambassador program that's new. We just started it. So there's lots of kinks and people are super patient and kind. But if you Mm -hmm. want to be an ambassador, (laughs) you can get between 10 and 15% back on everything that other people buy through you. So yeah, those are, those are all the ways. Awesome. So many ways. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us about your journey and the things you've learned along the way. And obviously about your business. It's always fun to learn about more brands to shop from where you can have confidence in what you're shopping. And thank you just for your transparency, whether it was about, you know, personal stuff or about, you know, just even your consumer habits. I think We all need that transparency. So thanks for being bold and sharing about what you're doing. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure. I warned you that Haley and I were both over sharers, didn't I? On a more serious note, I hope that you were able to gain a lot of takeaways from what she and I did share. I was reminded of a quote while Haley was talking that Garrick from Ego Stylist shared with me. And that quote says, if you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. I love that quote and I hope you are reminded that there's no such thing as too small of a difference when we're all in it together. 
Whether your takeaway today was about trying clothing rentals or clothing swaps with friends, or perhaps the message that you're not really alone in your fertility journey, there were so many different things that we covered, and I know you loved Haley, and I highly recommend checking out her amazing business, Atonement Design. You can find links to everything we referenced today and to Haley's business in the show notes, and that's on whatever app or browser you're currently listening on, or on my website, heartfelthappy.com. The link to shop Choose Happiness and get that free toy for your special doggy friend is also there, and make sure you check that out and leave a review for the show while you're over there. Subscribe, too. Subscribing is free and easy to do, and I promise I won't spam you. It just ensures that you get every new episode that's available. There will be a new guest and a new episode out next week on Thursdays or when my episodes release, and like I said, we're finally covering the topic of homelessness in America. This is something I've wanted to learn about for so long, and I'm so excited that I finally found the perfect guest to have on to share with us about it. So make sure you tune in next Thursday for that and subscribe so you get notified when it's available. Until then, remember that you're never too small to make a difference. Think about small, sustainable swaps you can make that are achievable for you and sustainable for the planet, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out!